Well, I guess the first thing to say to you all is thank you so much for being here today. Or perhaps in the words of our posters that have been at Clapham Common Tube Station that many of you may have seen, thank you for dropping in to HTC. Now, I am not a sort of creative ad expert, but I, I guess that the idea behind our poster is not to encourage you to come to HDC dressed as a sheep. Though no doubt, uh, next Sunday at our crib service, we will have plenty of children taking that very, very literally. Now, the point of this poster, it's simply to make you smile. To make you smile, because after all, Christmas, it is a time for joy. Whether it's the novelty reindeer antlers or the sprig of mistletoe hanging from the ceiling or the various Christmas adverts on TV, whether it's the beautiful lights shining all around the church that look incredible or the stocking that's stuffed full of presents that looks intriguing or the glass of mulled wine that looks inviting, Christmas, it is a time for joy. And yet, without sort of wishing to be the party pooper amongst us this evening, if we allow ourselves not just to focus on the joy of Christmas, but to look out at life in London in December 2019, well, the truth is, the reality is a bit more subdued. Whether it's the tragic terrorist attack that took place on London Bridge nine days ago, or the recognition that we're a country that's seemingly ever more divided and with a general election in four days' time where there's been little in the campaigning from any parties to truly inspire us. As, as we think on these things, will it deflate our jolly little Christmas bubble all too quickly, doesn't it? And it means that if we think about God at all this Christmas, if we think that God might possibly exist, we come to God with all sorts of questions, even accusations. Maybe it's the, the where question. Where are you, God? This world's a mess. It's screwed up. Where are you? Or maybe it's the why question. Why is there all this trouble, God? Why do you let there be evil in this world? Or maybe it's the how question. How can we sort out this world? God, any chance of a bit of help down here? Where, why, and how? And you know, the funny thing is, those aren't new questions. We've been asking them forever. If you look back at the, the last reading that we had that Tanya read for us, you might have been rather a bit surprised by it. It's not sort of a typical Christmas Bible passage. But I do think it gives us, it gives us an appropriate Christmas message in 2019. Because Isaiah the prophet, he was alive around 700 years before the first Christmas. And he asks exactly the same questions as you and I are asking of God today. He asks where and why and how. In the first verse of that reading, Isaiah, he speaks to God and he says to God, where? He says, where are your zeal and your might? Your tenderness and compassion are withheld from us. Hello, God, anyone there? Where are you? A couple of verses later, he says, why? Why, Lord, do you make us wander from your ways and harden our hearts so we do not revere you? God, why do you let all this bad stuff happen in this world? Why? You made us. It's your fault. Or at the very end of the passage, little five, he says, how? He says, how then can we be saved? 
God, we need, we need to sort ourselves out. We need to sort our world out. But how on earth are you going to help us do that, God? Tell us how. Where? Why? And how? And those are the questions that, if we're honest, that all of us ask. When we manage to lift our heads up beyond our own little bubble of work, and Christmas parties, and watching the new season of The Crown. Where, why, and how? And you know, the wonder of Christmas is that in one single event, in a stable, round the back of a pub, in Bethlehem, under a starry night, 2,000 odd years ago, God provided an emphatic answer to all those questions. As God, as he came to earth in human flesh, God was saying, where? I'm here. Why? I'm sorting out all the problems. And how? I'm the solution. This year's joint John Lewis and Waitrose Christmas ad, it's another masterpiece featuring Edgar the Excitable Dragon. I'm sure most of you have seen it. I actually mentioned it in my sermon last Sunday here at church. But Edgar and his fiery nostrils, they keep stuffing up. He he melts a snowman with his nostrils. He burns the village Christmas tree to cinder. And then there's Ava. You see Ava there, the young girl. And she keeps loving Edgar, keeps caring for him. And at the very end of the advert, she gives this dragon, Edgar, she gives him the perfect Christmas gift. She gives him the perfect gift to help him win back the heart of these villagers who are scared that he is going to continue to burn everything to bits. Now, what is that perfect gift, that perfect gift that you give to a dragon at Christmas? Well, of course, it's a Waitrose Christmas pudding. A waitress Christmas pudding that needs to be set alight on Christmas Day with a bit of help from Edgar's flame-filled nostrils. But at the very end of the advert comes the tagline. And this is what the tagline says. It finishes by saying this. Show them how much you care. And you know, Christmas... More than a time to show each other how much we care by giving our beloveds Christmas puds or even Christmas pods, the product that the Daily Telegraph says best sums up the whole of Christmas this year, apparently. More than all that, more than puds or pods, Christmas is a time when God, he showed us how much he cares for us, his beloved, you and I, as he came to this earth in human flesh as a baby. And here's the amazing thing. Isaiah the prophet, 700 years before Jesus' birth, Isaiah knew deep down in his very soul, he knew, he felt it, that God coming down to earth was the answer to all his questions, all his doubts and all his concerns, that God coming down to earth would answer his where questions, his why questions and his how questions. You see, right at the very center of this prayer of Isaiah's to God, that's what this reading is. Right at the very center of it, what does he say to God? He cries out to God. Isaiah 64, verse 1, he cries to God and he says these words. He says to God, oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down. And on that first Christmas, 700 years after Isaiah cried those words, God did just that. 
The bubble of this world that they thought was hermetically sealed, never to be broken, God tore it apart. God broke the seal, God rent the heavens, and he came down, bringing far more joy than any sheep dropping in off an escalator at Clapham Common tube station. God, he joyously dropped into this world out of love for you and for me. You know, my favorite um, recent present was not a Christmas pudding. It wasn't even some AirPods, but it was these uh, noise-canceling headphones. And they are great. You just press noise-canceling on, and suddenly the world goes quiet. Nothing comes in. But you know, all too often, I fear that is what we do in each of our own lives. We don't let anything disturb us or challenge us or change us or alter us. We let nothing come in. And whilst Isaiah, whilst he was waiting, waiting, waiting for God to rend the heavens and come down, we today know that God has done just that 2,000 odd years ago. You know, in Jesus, all our where and our why and our how questions, they can be answered. And that is the best news ever. But the problem is that too often we are deaf to Jesus' answers with our, our noise-canceling headphones on in the hermetically sealed little bubbles of our own lives. Maybe we hear it now. Maybe we hear something of Jesus' answers now this evening. But you know, post a bit of Christmas turkey, we put the headphones back on and we power on into 2020, not letting the claims of Jesus disturb us in any way at all. You know, we, we celebrate, don't we? We celebrate the birthdays of people who are alive. Not those who are dead. And we celebrate Jesus' birth this Christmas because he is alive today. At the first Christmas, Jesus, he ran the heavens and he came down. But at the first Easter, Jesus ran the earth and he came up. And my prayer is that tonight... That the one who is alive today, that he might also rend our hearts and come in. That he might burst the bubble of your life and my life. That we might pull off our noise-canceling headphones and we might let him into our lives. That we might let him answer our questions and we might let him flood us with his love and his peace and his care and his joy that only he can give. This Christmas, in the words of O Little Town of Bethlehem that we sang a few moments ago, would we let Jesus cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today? As we sit, shall we pray? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, may you, 
the one who has rent the heavens and come down. May you rend our hearts tonight and come in. And it may be tonight that you, as it were, want to pray that line from a little town of Bethlehem for yourself. And as I speak it, if you want to, maybe just echo it in your heart as a prayer. Lord Jesus, cast out my sin and enter in. Be born in me today.